You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I'm Pastor Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in southwest Louisiana. This is a weekday podcast dedicated to the wisdom literature of Scripture, and today we are looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 8. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and a serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. In ancient times, instead of building a fence around your field, you planted a hedge. It would be a thick hedge of, of bushes, of shrubs, and, and briars, and prickers, and you know other sort of stuff like that. And these particular hedges could stand you know, even four feet tall. And there might be, perhaps even mixed in with these hedges, a pile of stones, or a, uh, a boundary marker, or whatnot. Now, like any fence line, there's going to be uh, birds and rabbits and various wildlife that find shelter inside the fence line, inside the brambles and the brush. And this was true, of course, for poisonous snakes as well. And there were plenty of poisonous snakes in ancient Israel. So if you wanted to break the hedge between your field and your neighbor's, For whatever nefarious reason you might have, you want to move the property line, or you want to let your sheep go into his field while he's not looking, whatever the reason might be, you could reasonably expect to come across a few snakes on your way. You stood a good chance of being bitten. So whoever breaks a wall, well, should prepare themselves for being bitten by a snake. You can see the principle, I think. If you plot evil on your neighbor... Well, don't be surprised when it backfires on you. It may take time, but what goes around comes around. And if your neighbor is plotting on you, relax. You know how this works. You know how God has established things. Now, things, of course, can blow up in your face even when you're being righteous. We do live in a cursed world. We live in a fallen world. But generally speaking, if you're plotting evil, you have a much higher uh, percentage chance of falling. That's the main point. If you dig a pit for your neighbor, don't be surprised when you fall into it. That's the main point. But there is a um, another point I'd like to show, another point I'd like to uh, suss out. If uh, there are snakes on the property lines, and if you break through those property lines, you can reasonably expect to come into uh, to, uh, contact with him. Well, how much more on the lines that God has established? on the laws, the boundaries, the property markers that God has established. What I mean is that whoever breaks one of God's laws tears down God's hedge, while a serpent shall bite them. As one commentator says, within each and every sin lies the seeds of your eventual downfall. God has created the universe in such a way that the soul that sins will die. All of creation will be at war with the one who is breaking down God's laws. Deborah sang a psalm. She said that the stars in their courses fought against Sisera. Well, why? Well, because Sisera was an evil tyrant, a godless tyrant. And she understood that not only is God against Sisera, but all of nature has aimed its cannons at him. This is how God has established the world. This is how he has created things. The laws of God as revealed in Scripture, are inextricably linked with the laws of nature that he established in creation. You cannot break his commandments and expect to not suffer consequences in the natural world. 
break his laws, and there will be natural consequences, as sure as jumping from a cliff. Bust through a hedge, and you're entering into the domain of vipers. Break through his laws, and you enter into a realm devoid of grace and mercy and care, and into a domain of evil. This is how, generally speaking, this is how the world works. This is why those who are faithful in marriage are generally more wealthy than those who are constantly cheating, or those who have to pay alimony, or those who squander their wealth and, and lose their strength to one woman after the next. This is why those who enjoy moderation and a work-rest balance are more healthy. The world just works a certain way, and God's Word guides us in it. This is why a nation that would establish policy with God's law in mind would be and is more prosperous than those nations who write laws for the purpose of getting rid of God. My family, you know, and the way I raise my children, we called it the circle of grace. If you're in obedience, you're in faithful, trusting obedience, you have a measure of grace that those who rebel don't have. You know, playing in the street is a less gracious uh, place to be than those who obey the laws and walk on the sidewalk. As long as our children, for example, remained obedient in our household or to our household rules, especially those designed from the biblical law, they could expect a greater degree of grace in their life. There, inside of the circle of grace, inside of obedience, inside of the lines that God has established, there is rest, there is peace and comfort and protection under the provision of the Lord through parents. It's like an umbrella. It's like a covering of grace. But when the child disobeys, well, they're headed outside of the circle of grace to a place where there is less grace. Now, I'm not talking about salvific grace. That's uh, freely given to us, to all those who repent. And, and, but, but generally speaking, things go well for those who are faithful to the Lord and His law. And I'm not saying we don't still suffer, even when we are obeying, and even when we are righteous. This world is broken, it's cursed, and we often suffer for other people's sins, or systemic sin, or we might even suffer to prevent us from, from sin, like Paul and his thorn in the flesh. But generally speaking, don't go busting through a hedge, and you'll be less likely to be bitten by a snake. This is wisdom. Live your life outside of the law, live on the edges violate and disregard the hedges of protection and care that God has given you, and you can reasonably expect to be bitten in time. And who knows how bad? Moreover, the Scriptures teach us to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. So, if there is a grace to staying within the laws of God, does it not therefore follow that the more you know of God's ways and God's laws and God's character, and the more you align your life to that, the more grace you can have. Think about that when it says that we are to grow in grace. Paul tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Grow in your objective knowledge of Him and His ways and His laws. Do so with love and faith in your heart toward Him, so that when you learn of more laws, you align your life with them. As you, in faith, grow in knowledge and align your life with it, you also, as a consequence, grow in grace. There's just more grace in it when we stay within the lines God has established. A young couple struggling with fornication? Well, there's more grace in the front seat than the back. 
There's more grace under a father's authority. There's more grace when you follow biblical laws for courtship. There's more grace with God. And this we should be constantly growing in. That's the the point of this whole podcast, to help you grow bit by bit in knowledge of God, and as a result, grow in grace as you seek to align your life to His will, to His heart, and especially to His wisdom. This has been another episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I'm Brandon Neely, and just remember this. If the Lord has called you, if He's called you to stay within the lines, to learn more of where they are and align your life in a trusting, faithful way to His law, if He's called you to this, have no fear. He'll equip you, He'll protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.